Hey friends, welcome to the You Are You podcast. My name is Jenny Lien, and I'm the writer and artist behind The Yay Project. Come join in as we encourage each other to celebrate our God-given design, pursue our kingdom calling, and most of all, love God 100%. Can't wait to praise God with you. On the day I prepped this podcast, which, full disclosure, was done with plans to leave some space before the release date, I'd woken up feeling a pit in my stomach and knew it was really important to spend some time with God. The pit wasn't because of an upset stomach, but because of something I'd been putting off confessing because it would just take so much emotional honesty and surrender before the Lord, which are usually my favorite things to do. There's nothing like living with joy and lightness, knowing that while we'll never be perfect, we're walking closely with nothing between me and our Savior, right? But truthfully, it had been a while since I'd had such a session. While I didn't like admitting it, it was true. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, I'm sure, I made myself a big coffee, gathered some blank sheets of paper, and started processing. It ended up being a six-hour process, and I'm really thankful for slow and hurried time with God. And I want to share this episode in hopes that it's useful and practical and even bookmarkable because we've all knowingly sinned, and perhaps we all will again. And God certainly answers short prayers, but I've experienced such blessing in spending extended time in front of God, working through a more thorough, godly grieving process over the years. So whether we're 16 or 36 or 56, whether it's about a relationship or substance abuse or digital addiction or lying or gossip or revenge or any of the other myriad struggles humans can face on this earth, I pray today's episode releases practical ways to recommit to God and walk in freedom. Let's start with one, what does godly grieving mean? Two, why is godly grieving important? And then let's dive into what does godly grieving look like and how can I do it? So what does godly grieving mean? The Gospel Coalition has a great article on godly grief. It quotes the Heidelberg Catechism, which describes godly grief as to be genuinely sorry for sin, to hate it more and more, and to run away from it. The author of the article, Pastor Kevin DeYoung, further explains, Too often, we are simply sorry we got caught. Sorry we have to live with the consequences. Sorry we got knocked down a few notches in some people's estimation. Godly grief is different. Godly grief doesn't blame parents or the schools or the government or friends or the church. Godly grief says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Psalm 51, 1-2. I also like this explanation from Pastor Taylor Jensen at Christianity.com, which explains it as a sadness and deep emotional pain or hurt that comes upon us when we knowingly sin and disobey the Father. So why is godly grieving important? I think godly grieving is important because of how holy God is. When we're distracted by worldly things, they can seem so real and more important because of how we physically see and experience them. The holiness of God, his majesty, his power, the fact that he is real all around us, in us, and watching our every move, it can feel 
sometimes far away, even if it's so much more real and consequential because it takes faith. And when we're in a state of wanting to experience godly grief, to really spend some time understanding how we've sinned against God, don't want to take him for granted and want to rely on him to overcome sin and walk in his light again, friend, that can only come from God's sweetness and calling us back to him. It's so much more natural to want to ignore or avoid that gentle nudge to repent and change, especially when we don't necessarily want to actually change our behavior, but know we need to. When I was going through this process, honestly, at one point I was writing slash speaking to God and felt him ask me if I'm really ready to break soul ties. And I wrote, honestly, God, it feels like white knuckling. Does my heart want to do it? Not entirely, but the heart is deceitful, I know. Is doing your will white knuckling like your word is clear and I want to obey and for my actions to follow you, even if my emotions haven't yet, and I trust they will catch up. So there are many reasons why godly grieving is important, but to me, the most important reason is because we're accepting God's open, active invitation to return from our prodigal ways and accept his ring, robe, identity as his child. Jesus died for us to be forgiven and redeemed. May we not take his sacrifice for granted. Which leads us to what does godly grieving look like and how can I do it? I first thought about doing a godly grieving exercise during the post-broken engagement-ish period of 2019. A few years prior to that, I'd done a course by Nothing Hidden Ministries out of California related to Bethel that introduced me to a few practical prayer tools on how to engage with God on various emotional health matters. Now, we can talk to God at any time. More eloquent prayers aren't better than short ones. There's nothing magical about the prayer tools by this ministry, but they are practical, easy to understand, can of course be adapted to use our own language as we pray to God. And when we don't have the words, it can be immensely helpful to have words written by our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to speak and to help us pray to God. So after the course was over, I bought the app so that I could have the prayers handy on my phone rather than just in the printed workbook. And initially, I only used a prayer called 123 Skidoo, which helps us identify any ungodly thoughts or feelings that we feel might be coming against us and ask God for his specific help to 123 Skidoo them away. And so these could be things like anger, hopelessness, self-protection, etc. But in the post-engagement period, like it was so intense. It wasn't a pray one day and all is well kind of thing, right? But a God, I need you so much in so many ways, so many times, every single day thing. And so I started exploring more of the tools on the app, including godly grieving. So the first thing the ministry suggests we do is to choose one issue, fully acknowledge our pain and suffering. Don't try to minimize the pain or find a way to make it go away. So whether our pain is because of something that someone has done against us or something we've done against someone else, both something we've done against God, like this process works for all scenarios. The purpose is giving God permission and making space for him to take us through the process, believing that blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted, Matthew 5, 4. So when I did the process recently, I veered away slightly from the NHM guidelines and did the following. Write it all out. So Nothing Hidden Ministries suggests writing a letter to God describing how you feel. 
I felt like I was constantly talking with God about this situation. So for me, I wanted to try and get out every emotion and memory on paper because you know how sometimes when you haven't fully surrendered a memory comes up and you want to dwell and you want to ruminate for me I just want to get everything out everything that I keep thinking about I broke it down in terms of the time frame then I processed things week by week I talked about the things that made me happy the things that made me hurt and ultimately then asked for God's help in moving forward and the process ended up taking much longer than I thought I started around 9.30 a.m. and just figured I'd finish when I finish, and it ultimately took about six hours. It doesn't have to take six hours. It just did for me in this situation. But personally, however long it takes, I like clearing a whole day and letting the Holy Spirit move. I really value time to reflect and seek God's opinion on various things, not pushing things down and avoiding them, but just you know, sitting there open-hearted, God, whatever you want to do with anything in my heart and my life, like show me, I trust you. You're not going to overwhelm me ever. You're not going to, you know, make anything worse, but only make it better. And just whatever you want to do with me, I'm here. So I wanted him to show me his perspective on the events that happened. And I think this time required also depends on how we feel God is moving and speaking to us, right? Like perhaps in the process, he'll lead us to a time of soaking and worship. But sometimes like there have also so been days when I've done this and God's given me breakthrough quite quickly, say 30 minutes. And then I felt like it was time to move on and, and do something else. And so we can never put God in a box. He moves in so many different ways. So may we give God time and then respond as the spirit moves because it's a dialogue. And as I was reflecting and documenting, there were times when I wanted to stop and reminisce or I wanted to get distracted or question was today really literally that I wanted to surrender. Our human flesh may want to resist what's hard and the enemy wants is to stay away from God's best. But when this happens, to worship and pray. So writing everything out was therapeutic and I think useful to grieve and let go. But there was also a lot of human emotion in there and we for sure want to make sure we're in line with God. So Bible reading, meditation, worship and prayer during this process is a wonderful thing to do. Maybe we take a worship break, then get back to writing or finish writing and then have a worship break. But reminding ourselves of God and his order and all this, that we're not just journaling, but we're using it as a way of remembering and submitting specifics to God. It helps keep us focused, reminds us of our why. We're children of God. God has a plan for our lives. This too is temporary and God is with us. Three, ask God what he wants to tell you. So when I finished writing, then I wrote my prayer of repentance. Then I stopped, worshipped, repented, a lot of worship breaks in here, and asked God what he wanted me to know about this situation. Then I kept worshipping again and I waited. And God often speaks to me through writing. And when I felt his spirit move, I put pen to paper and then I wrote down what I felt him saying. Here are a few of the things that I think can be applied to many of us. And so I'm sharing. And if you feel these resonating with God, um, claim them for yourself. So I felt him remind me, my strength is in you. You are stronger than you know. I am giving you the strength to get through this and you will. My beloved child, I'm with you. You've already run to me. You're in my embrace. It's okay if you want to cry. It's okay to be upset. 
It's okay to confess your sins. It will all be okay. No, I am for you, always fighting for you, always watching out for you, always here for you, always. I love that you've run to me. Now let me help. Don't beat yourself up, but guard your mind. Don't accept the enemy's lies, but call yourself my redeemed daughter. You are your mine. I claim responsibility for you. I give you my love. I also asked God to show me if I was dealing with negative things that were not from him, for example, shame, anger, rebellion, then prayed in the opposite spirit and claimed God's promises in these areas and then sealed the session in the name of Jesus. So like in any situation where we've dedicated or are rededicating ourselves to God, the enemy will try and convince us it didn't happen. We may be tempted with the same thing. Maybe we'll even fall again a week later and be tempted to think our prayer didn't work, that this godly grieving process didn't work, that we're powerless to change or worse, but let's not believe such lies. Look at how many times God forgave the disciples in the Bible. And do we really think that God didn't know how difficult it was for humans to stay holy? Like look at the New Testament but it's different now. We have his Holy Spirit as our helper. Jesus has paid for everything already. And it may take time, but it is possible to overcome. Testimonies abound of how people have overcome sin with Jesus. If we look at our lives, there have also been things that we have overcome, even if we're struggling with something right now, right? So may we take God at his word that he is our healer and go to him every day. What a joy it is to know that we have hope. So let's end this episode today by meditating on a few verses. Here are three that are sticking out to me. Psalm 51, 10 to 13 and 17. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. My sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. James 1, 2-4 Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So love you guys. Uh, feel free to DM if you'd like to chat about this process any further. Happy to share. Would love to connect. Cheering you on. And just I just pray that none of us ever feels alone in our journey in this, you know, Christian walk, living for God journey, because we have so much hope, even when our emotions are so overwhelmed, and we're feeling so guilty, this, that and the other, we have hope today, God is calling us to him today, and we can start walking in freedom today. So see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the URU podcast. For podcast updates, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow at Yay Podcast on Instagram. For daily reflections and art, follow at the.yay.project on Instagram. Sending you lots of love and let's praise God together again next time.